Hello, I'm Dr. Kirsten Hunter and um, welcome to Psych in Your Car. I'm just pulling over to chat about the various psychology areas that we all benefit from. Today we're talking about dysfunctional thinking, so ways that you can really be your own worst enemy in the way that you think and it contributes to um, anxiety and depression in a really big way and low self-confidence of course. So yes, um, well basically I've written these books, Signposts for Living, and they cover 205 clinical areas that are covered in session across the expanse of clinical areas and this is one of them. So I'm going to cover this now but it's much more eloquent in the books if you're interested and you can grab them on all, um, all platforms online or my website kirstenhunterauthor.com. Um, yeah, so dysfunctional thinking. 40% of the population experience anxiety and depression and we all have self-esteem days where we're really struggling, we all have flat days. So we're, we're all impacted by getting things wrong with how we think. So dysfunctional thinking is when we're basically not rational and we're not thinking in a way that's accurate and we're thinking in a way that is um, really self-sabotaging, which is not good. So I'm going to go through them. There are here, we have got... Uh, seven um, types of dysfunctional thinking. Let's see which ones you do. And when, of course, when we know about them, we're able to turn them around. So the first one is mind reading. Now, mind reading is when something happens and we decide that we, we take a negative interpretation and we just presume we've got it right. And then we have a big reaction to what we think has happened and we're mind reading. So I just, um, you know, dropped some podcasts and I sent them to... Um, two people and said, you know, I contacted them and said, hey, I've just dropped the podcast and I heard nothing back. I didn't hear an acknowledgement or a thank you or anything. And I thought, oh, that's really, hmm. And so I started to mind read and think that they maybe weren't that excited or they didn't appreciate the fact that it, you know, we, we got in and done that great work. And, you know, a bit of a negative emotional reaction to that. But when I caught up with both the people, it was extraordinary. They told me how it had been quite life-changing for them. It had opened doors. It had started communication with people. It had educated family and friends. So it was actually extraordinary. It's just for whatever reason, they didn't contact me back. And that's okay. I don't actually care about that. I just wanted to know that they appreciated it or that they felt positively about it. So I mind read and I was wrong. So we mind read all the time, all the time. The second one is the shoulds. We have got this um, whole lot of rules and judgments and we just go and impose them on ourselves and create pressure. And shoulds aren't true. Um, yes, there are some shoulds, you know, you should not murder people, you should not, you know, live on lies, yeah, but should you do the washing? <laughs> should you um, keep the house right or you know should you go to this event that you don't actually feel up to doing no these are choices but yet we say should all the time and when we say should it creates this enormous pressure so you can rephrase it and just say I choose to I want to it is my priority to do this or it's not my priority and then suddenly we use um really positive energy and it isn't a whole lot of negative so try to get rid of it. the word should should be the worst should huh. I would like the word should to be a swear word catastrophizing I'm sure you're familiar with that one that is when we take a small issue and we go and make it enormous and we lose all perspective so that's a common one blaming others um, 
when that's a tricky one but basically it's when we don't take responsibility for our contribution or we don't realize it's our reaction the other person doesn't make us angry we respond in an anger way an angry way um, the other person doesn't make us anxious we respond that way and it's a bit, it's a tough that's a tough love one um, but the positive is that we can't change them we can only change ourselves so it's really good to own our contribution to that the next one is um, when people feel like we need to be the continual expert on things and um, it's really a, a wonderful thing to realize that we don't always have to have the answers we don't always know we don't know what's going on we can be vulnerable we can put our hand up and that just takes a whole lot of pressure off us as well um, the next one is we tend to exaggerate the negatives and we discount the positives so if you were in a group of people and you had 99 points of positive feedback and you had one negative feedback which one do we come away focusing on and that's not rational you know and so it's really really hard to pull ourselves up and keep things in perspective if a lot goes right and a bit goes wrong realize a lot has gone right um, as humans we really we're really terrible at that um, and I think that's because we're designed to look out for threat as a survival mechanism whereas positive things happening around us they're great but they don't actually help our survival so I think we're kind of designed to do that the last one is personalization and that is when we take things personally when they're actually due to a whole lot of variables outside of our control so that's a big one as well you know if someone chooses not to come to an event of yours don't assume that it's because they don't support you or value you it could be something going on in their lives you know if someone walks along and they've got a kind of harsh look towards you and we think oh wow that's because they don't like me it's probably because they're having a bad day and they're probably giving everyone else that harsh look as well so depersonalization is a is a the need to deep well we personalize we need to not do that so there you go guys they are the top seven things that we do wrong and if we can learn that about ourselves, learn what our tendencies are, we can kind of catch ourselves in real time and turn it around, hopefully. So yeah, if you want to catch me, I'm on kirstenhunterauthor.com, uh, Facebook and Instagram, kirstenhunterauthor, and Twitter, kirstenhunterau. And you're welcome to grab, pick Larry, Signpost for Living Books. And um, yeah, they're doing really well, which is exciting. So love sharing all this information. It's, we should all have it. Okay, take care, bye.